Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Hello, this is Alan Montecilio, and you're listening to The Bay. On behalf of the whole team, Happy New Year. I hope you've had a safe and restful holiday. We are still on break. Our first new episode of the year will be on Monday, January 8th. But in the meantime, we will continue sharing our favorite episodes from last year, along with work from our colleagues here at KQED. One thing I'm really proud of in 2023 is that we tried a few new things. It's hard to make time to do that when you consider how unrelenting the new cycle is. But an example I want to highlight today is something we in the audio business like to call a non-narrated episode. Basically, that means instead of hearing a regular interview with Erica talking to somebody or a narrator, you're hearing from just the subject. It's a way of creating an even more intimate space within a podcast where you can really absorb someone's story. Back in June, at the end of Pride Month, we made an episode just like that. Gwen Craig moved to San Francisco nearly 50 years ago. She's seen SF Pride grow and evolve into one of the largest Pride celebrations in the world. And even though it's gotten a little too corporate for her, she still believes it's more important than ever. This is one of my favorite episodes that we made last year. And we're sharing it with you again today. I hope you enjoy it. Stay with us. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. My name is Gwen Craig, and if it's spelled later, it's G-W-E-N-N, Craig, C-R-A-I-G. I moved to San Francisco in 1975. I moved here from Chicago, but I grew up in Atlanta. And I came to San Francisco totally sight unseen. <laughs> I came here because of San Francisco's reputation. <laughs> it just had a reputation for being very open and accepting and a place where you could 
Just find yourself and be yourself. I was someone who was looking to find my lesbian identity. I came there sort of burgeoning into myself and finding who she was and sort of sheepishly going into these lesbian cafes and saying, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And being more comfortable hanging out with my gay male friends at dance bars, because I love to dance, (laughs) and trying to find my way into the lesbian bars and sort of work up the courage to ask a woman to dance and that sort of thing. So it was, um, I was finding my way in my 20s when I first arrived here. I, I didn't really expect much going to the Pride Parade. I didn't expect it to really have the impact on me that it did. Well, first of all, it was the feeling of it's all these people. (laughs) And, you know, even though I lived in the Castro, you just had a sense that there were even more people than we even had realized because they were coming from so many more walks of life, so many more spaces. It, It inspired me so much, so, so very much. I would just try and, you know, wear some touch of the rainbow, I suppose, you know, and put flowers in my hair and, you know, put ribbons where I could and and that sort of thing. I I would just like to try and, you know, put something to festoon my outfit and my hair and my ears and, and my wrist and something that would dangle and sparkle in some way. It was a a day that was important to do that, I thought. And I just loved riding the Muni train all dressed up and people, you know, who were on the train who would know, oh, I know, you know, what she's all dressed up for. And I, I had no interest in politics. It was all about this personal journey of identity for me, I thought. But then something started happening in Florida, and this woman named Anita Bryant and uh, was stirring up trouble there. And started saying some things about who gay people were that was very disturbing and I found very potentially threatening. She's taken on still another role as a crusader against Dade County's homosexual rights amendment. She will use any form, the church pulpit, a letter writing campaign, or television talk shows. When word came that, that there was an ordinance in Miami that, that would allow known homosexuals to teach my children, I think I was very personally offended by this campaign that was going on and by these messages about who these evil gay people were. And I knew that didn't describe me and my friends and the people I knew and the people that were my neighbors. And um, 
I wandered into this meeting sort of by mistake one night where people were talking about organizing. And I became very involved with this, very interested in this, until they finally said, well, you know, maybe you could do something and lead that up. And I left there as the media coordinator. And they said, oh, my God, what is that? And so I went to this camera shop that I knew was managed by this guy, Harvey Milk, who was the mayor of Castro Street and uh, who I saw on the news all the time, and I knew that he knew how to do media. And uh, I just went in and said, look, I've gotten involved in this, and they name me media coordinator, and I'm not quite sure what to do, and maybe you'd have some advice. Boy, that was a momentous occasion in my life. Harvey just swept me in, took me to the back of the store, sat me down, had a mentoring session like no ever, and and just gave me every bit of information that he had, showed me his map for how to go out to all of the TV and radio stations in the city, and if you took this route, you could get to all of them in the least amount of time, and just, you know, gave me an expert session that... It would last a lifetime. In 1977, my good friend Bill Krause, a week or two before the parade, we'd been in the Castro and we'd seen this um, sign up on what was Star Pharmacy then. It later became Walgreens Pharmacy right at the corner of 18th and Castro. And um, it said something like, our friend Robert Hillsborough was killed tonight. He was stabbed in the Mission District by uh, teenagers yelling, fag, fag, as they stabbed him. People were gathering and reading the sign and walking away, and they were sad or they were mad, but they were very affected by this. So we went to the newspaper box (laughs) and uh, pulled out a chronicle to see where it was, and we kept going and kept going. Finally, we found this small article on, like, page 42, you know, and it just, you know, said, man killed in the mission. Nothing about him being gay, nothing about, you know, the circumstances of the stabbing or anything. We said, now, see, this is wrong. We rushed around the corner to my apartment, (laughs) and we banged out a press release, and we took Harvey's map, and we drove it around following his directions to all the TV stations and the radio stations, and our press release said something to the effect of, we blame the Anita Bryants and John Briggses for bringing about the homophobia and intolerance that caused these kind of murders. And then the next morning, (laughs) I got a call at about 5.30, and it was, you know, hi, this is so-and-so from Station Blah, 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 and I've got your press release here, and we'd like to go out live on the air, and if you could just maybe read it, you know, I think that would work the best. And (laughs) And my phone didn't stop ringing from that point forward for the rest of the day. But at the parade that year, on the steps of City Hall, people brought flowers that they said were for Robert Hillsborough, the young man who had been stabbed. And the flowers that they brought, I always tear up when I tell this story, covered the steps of City Hall. I am moved to this day by 
that particular tribute. And I just thought, you know, we thought nothing was going to come of this when we went out there with our little press release and drove it around, and they didn't seem to care in the least. And what really got me was that not only did the newspapers and the radio stations everything pick it up, but people picked it up, and people cared, and people on their own did this floral tribute at the parade that was... I thought one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. So this was like a beginning of our movement, we felt. Maybe not the very beginning, but it was a stage that we were entering that was new. And we thought that, you know, this development just grew. It it progressed, it kept going forward, forward. I think what has taken some of us so by surprise is that we didn't expect a regression. We didn't expect that to go backwards at any time. That's not supposed to happen. We explain to you who we are, and yet you're coming back the same lies and distortions, and we have to do this again? You have to scare your children again about who we are. That just seems so ridiculous. Oh, I think pride means more this year than ever. You know, I think that what a lot of people found the most disheartening over the last decade or so was the creeping um, corporatism that came into the parade. I think that was the most disturbing thing that people found, that, um, you know, there used to be this, we need to show off the wide breadth of all of our community organizations and all our community um, groups and you know, the the wide variety of who is a part of our community. But, you know, then all of a sudden it became, oh, look, there's AT&T. Oh, look, you know, there's Microsoft. And, you know, and people said, well, you know, I, I didn't come for that. <laughs> you know? And, you know, this is shouldn't be, you know, one long commercial. And it doesn't really show up, you know, in contributions to our cause at the same time. So there's not a partnership here. There's only we will show up when it might result in dollars for us. Now with this current undertow of intolerance that these kinds of activities, you know, parades, marches, um, demonstrations, you know, everything, they become important again. As I've been in the parades and you look out and you see the people along the sidelines and you see into the faces of some of the young people in particular and you know that they're seeing for the first time, maybe, maybe that's me. You know, so I think about those people that we need to give out 
ourselves to by being in these marches and parades. They need to be able to see a newscast or see a news story printed or whatever they're going to see to know there's a lot of us. If you have to leave home to come find us, come to us because we will welcome you. If you need another family than the one you have, we will welcome you. But don't give up on life. Life can be happy for you. And don't ever think that the life that you have is not worth living because let me tell you, it can be a very happy place. It can be one of great joy. That was Gwen Craig, as interviewed by KQED's Annalise Finney. This episode originally aired back in June, and it was cut down by me, Alan Montecilio. It was scored by Jalen Herdman, additional production support from Maria Esquinka and Erica Cruz Guevara. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. I'm Alan Montecilio. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.